0: Greetings, everyone. I'm so glad you're here today joining me on Satiate, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. I'm Sue Van Rays, your host, functional nutritionist, food psychology specialist, and founder of Boulder Nutrition. I also lead women's wellness and yoga retreats both locally and internationally. You can find out more about me at bouldernutrition.com. My inspiration with Satiate is to offer you functional nutrition, food psychology, and well-being insights, to share with you case studies and stories that can act as salve for your soul, to share with you some of my most favorite special guests and experts from all over the country. And to offer you an opportunity to satiate your body, mind, heart, and soul. If you love this podcast, I would be so grateful to have you head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. That will help me get the podcast out into the world to the listeners who need it most. Onward with today's episode and our special guest, Dr. Jody Horton. Dr. Jodi is a board-certified OBGYN who has been practicing medicine for over 17 years. She is a graduate of the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and Medical College of Virginia. She completed her residency at the University of Tennessee Medical Center. She has worked in many collaborative models throughout her career, including private practice, midwifery practices, and academic settings. She's been working as an OB hospitalist and assistant clinical professor at Georgetown University Medical Center for the past six years, where she teaches medical students and residents. She is most interested in combining holistic and Western medicine to provide the utmost best option for her patients, and she believes that self-care is not indulgent, but necessary. She's also the chief wellness advisor at Love Wellness, where she contributes to evaluating and communicating important medical and scientific information related to the company's products. This includes assisting in product development and product information. Her role also includes sharing informative articles related to women's health and supporting women in the love wellness platform called the Love Club, where women can go to seek support, advice, and connection. She serves as a board member at Postpartum Wellness Foundation to promote maternal mental wellness. Her goals are to continue to empower women to learn more about their bodies and promote, promote physical and mental wellness. I hope you enjoy today's episode of Satiate. Thank you for joining me today on Satiate, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. And it's, I'm just excited about this conversation and this topic, so welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you for inviting me. Me too, I'm so excited. This is such a great topic.
0: Yes, I agree. So I thought we could start with just a little bit about you and your work and how you got involved with the company love wellness, which is how I found you and asked you to come on the podcast. Yeah.
1: So I'm a practicing OBGYN, um, and just happened to be scrolling through Instagram. Like most people do looking on social media was familiar with who, um, Lil Bosworth was um, or Lauren Bosworth (laughs) um, was looked to to see and saw that she had a company called Love Wellness um, and wanted to find out a little bit more about it um, and saw that it was about natural uh, organic products for women's health and was really impressed with what was on the website. And so I just kind of looked to see if they had any health advisors um, because it was something that I was interested in and learning more about um, and emailed them and got a quick response. They said they would love to have you know, an input from an OB. They already had one OB on um, board um, and it kind of started off small just writing blog posts for them and kind of developed into this great relationship where um, still write blog posts, promote their products, help develop products um, such as the multivitamins, which is our latest product um, and have gone from there. Um, I also get on the Love Club, which is a great safe space community for women who wanna ask questions about women's health and it is um, open to everybody and, certainly great questions where I've learned so much about like how to communicate with patients or what they need education on. And I've certainly learned more um, about from naturopathic doctors that we have on there and nutritionists that we have on there, behavioral therapists. So it's a community where you learn a lot from everybody.
0: Yeah, I was on there just checking it out, um, preparing for our our time together. And it's just such a great forum i saw how you were really responding to people and there was just a lot of vulnerability a lot of people opening up about their questions what they're going through with their physical bodies and their health and what a great what a great forum to make available to people that also is a place that feels safe and um autonomous and that type of thing so it's right i'll be sure to link that in the show notes um, so our listeners can find their way over there
1: Yeah, that would be great. And I, I was surprised about how vulnerable people are on this space and this community, which is fantastic because I don't think like we had talked about earlier, I just don't think that as providers or physicians that we do a great job of or have the time to listen to patients and take the time to explain certain things, and it can be as simple as anatomy. What does the vagina look like? You know, what does the vulva look like? What is the vulva? Um, you know, why do I have recurrent infections? And some, you know, a lot of of the people on the space will say, Well, I asked my doctor this, but you know, I was told, you know, it's normal or, you know, whatever, but they still don't understand the process. And so you can find out those, that information on this community, which is
0: great. And other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. So needed, so needed for women to be able to come and like use their questions as a way to, you know, take better care of themselves. And so I'm, I'm so happy about that. So uh, one of the things that Love Wellness talks a lot about, and I know that you um, advise around is the vaginal microbiome, which I am fascinated by. I actually specialize a lot in my business and practice with digestive health and the microbiome. And so um, this to me is just such a great opportunity to share some of the science and some of the physiology around the vaginal microbiome and how we can really understand our bodies more and what our bodies need to be vital and strong and healthy and in balance. So I'd love to hear sort of an overview of the vaginal microbiome if you're up for that.
1: Absolutely. And it's interesting because yes, they're, you know, looking at the gut microbiome and now they're starting to look at the You know, they're doing research to look at the vaginal microbiome. And of course, everybody's microbiome is unique to themselves, but just trying to understand what bacteria, uh, viruses, yeast that normally live in the vagina and how imbalances can occur and what those imbalances mean, whether it's an infection or irritation, vaginal discharge, and then how to effectively treat it um and so there's you know over 50 species of bacteria it's dominated by lactobacilli um, which is the most active form of bacteria in the vagina and that's what's what they found to be the most important because that's what maintains a healthy vaginal ph which is generally between 3.5 and 4.5 so it's a pretty acidic environment Um, And that acidic environment keeps the vagina healthy by preventing infection. So like I said, we have this bacteria, the virus yeast that's normally lives inside the vagina and it prevents overgrowth. So um, if there is an um, imbalance, it kind of helps keep that in check. Um, And then it also produces hydrogen peroxide, which can um, decrease the growth of yeast Um, and also prevent the spread of infection within the vagina. So there's a lot going on. It's a very delicate system. So there are things that can certainly disrupt it and then cause havoc.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, there's so much there, what what you're saying. And I'm curious, you know, when we talk about the vaginal microbiome versus the digestive or gut microbiome, there sounds like there's a quite a bit of difference, even just maybe with pH to start with. Would you say right. that's true? yeah,
1: yeah? So there is a difference, specifically like in the stomach, you have a pH that's two, um, a pH so it's extremely acidic versus the vagina, which is still acidic but not as acidic. And then there seems to be a predominance of lactobacilli in um, the vagina, where they're much larger species of bacteria fungi guide that maintain gut balance. Um, so they're both very complex and they're still doing a lot of research and trying to figure out like what is considered quote unquote normal um, or what to expect and then how to keep that healthy. So there's still a lot of research going on. They're actually doing a major vaginal microbiome biome research project in um, at, in Virginia, at Virginia Commonwealth, which is my alma mater for med school. So yeah.
0: Oh, nice. And do you know yeah. what that research is about? Is it more like a general research study or is it specific to any kind of detailed topic within the vaginal microbiome? Right
1: now, they're just trying to determine what is the predominant um, vaginal like makeup right now. And I think you know, from there, more research is going to be done as far as, you know, what causes infections, what causes an imbalance, what would be effective treatment. So I think it'll go from there.
0: Nice. That's so exciting that it's becoming an actual research topic that we can then, you know, go to and learn even more around the actual science behind it. Um, Right. So just to kind of keep on the pH. you know, what would you say are some of the things that impact the pH of the vaginal microbiome that we're doing in our lives? Like what what does that look like?
1: So it is a very delicate system. And so things like hormones, a decrease in estrogen, your menopausal women um, can have a decrease of lactobacilli, um, which then can cause an imbalance. Um, Intercourse. So semen, which is very basic, has a pH of seven to eight. Um, Mm. So a lot of women will say, oh, I, after intercourse, you know, I have, you know, symptoms such as, you know, vaginal discharge, itching, odor, those type of things. So that can throw the pH balance off. Um, A lot of times uh, women will make their feminine hygiene routine very complex. You know, it's the soaps, the douching, the sprays, the deodorants, not realizing that that, can also mess up the pH balance, um, so I always recommend people keeping it very simple um, with just washing the vulva, so the external genitalia, and avoiding, you know, washing the vagina, which is the internal um, genitalia. Um, your menstrual period, so blood has a higher pH balance, um, so that can disrupt. Uh, the bacteria of the vagina. Um, so there's so many things, uh, even people with chronic or recurrent infections, I say, look at the type of underwear that you're wearing, make sure you're breath- wearing breathable, um, moisture-wicking fabrics like cotton, bamboo, um, which are good choices, um, what you're washing your undergarments garments in. Um, I even had a patient where the shampoo she was using because it was, you know, getting inside the inside the vaginal walls. Um, just really just breaking it down. If it's something that's chronic or recurrent, some people are not that sensitive, but some people are. And so, just making your routine as simple as possible and trying to eliminate or correct things that you're doing in your regular life that are causing these imbalances.
0: Yeah. So some of those things I can see where they're external and they're kind of coming from product use or misinformation, what have you. And I'm curious with the ones that you mentioned that are not those, some of the natural aspects of our bodies, like our menstrual cycle or our sex partners that you know, we choose to be with maybe for even years and years and years and how you know that to me feels like nature in a certain way how does that impact us long term like does do we have corrective measures within our microbiome within the vaginal microbiome to kind of basically bring that back into balance
1: right so that lactobacilli that's in the vagina is always trying to keep that delicate system back into balance and sometimes we work against it without knowing and mm-hmm. one thing I forgot to mention was even like your the soap you use. So, you know, using a mild, fragrance-free, pH-balanced soap will also help. So, yes, that lactobacilli um, is should always be working. So again, that's that active, the most active form of your microbiome. Um, and even black women have a decrease lactobacilli. Um, menopausal women will have a decrease lactobacilli in the vagina. And so these are things like taking probiotics mm. um, can help with help maintain that lactobacilli population and help correct any of imbalances that you may have caused unknowingly.
0: Mm-hmm. So when we're using probiotics for that reason, we could be using a general probiotic, or would you suggest something more specific that is geared for the vaginal microbiome? Right. So the ones that are,
1: uh, there are specific ones that, uh, are good for the vagina. So, um, I'm horrible at pronouncing these names. And so I apologize. There are (laughs) ones that are specific. (laughs) I'm not even going to embarrass myself and try. (laughs) However, so, you know, I always thought like, you know, probiotics were good for the gut health, but they're actually great for vaginal health. Um, And there are specific ones that have been more well studied, um, specific for the vagina. And I think that's what that, you know, vaginal microbiome project is looking at, is to see and to hone in on which ones are the best um, to help maintain a healthy vagina so whether that's with pH balance or inhibiting the overgrowth of yeast and bacteria, so that again, those specific treatments, not just necessarily antibiotics or antifungals or whatever you know your doctor provider may prescribe, but there's other things that you can do so that your vagina is healthy.
0: Um, that sounds like a really interesting topic to go into a little bit. So I'm curious, like there's obviously supplements, there's diet, there's lifestyle. There may even be things that I'm not thinking of like sleep patterns or the various ways that we, you know, use um, healthcare products, etc. But can you talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, what you see around some of the signs that there's an imbalance and then maybe we can get in a little bit to like what are some things we can do to to up the ante with our self-care around the vaginal microbiome? Sure. Um, so generally
1: if there is an imbalance, so women, there are some women who test their pH. So they may use like nitrazine or pH paper to determine whether their uh, vaginal pH is more basic or more acidic. So they know if it's um, if there's an imbalance at that time. Other things that you may notice is, so in the case of bacterial vaginosis, you can notice a um, green or grayish frothy discharge. You may notice a fishy odor um, with uh, irritation, you may notice as well. But the yeast infection, you may have itching. So it may be internal or external. Um, you may notice a white discharge. Um, kind of redness, irritation. Um, So those are things that would be more specific to BV and Mm -hmm. yeast infection.
0: Yeah. Okay. so when we start noticing those imbalances, I'm sure sometimes they come on slowly and sometimes they come on quickly, depending on the situation. What are some of the most impactful ways to work with them that you've seen that are effective? Sure. Um, So, one, I would say,
1: are you asking like to treat or just to prevent, right, so.
0: I think maybe a little bit of both, yeah, maybe a little bit of both. Sure.
1: So, I, again, would start with a simple hygiene routine. So, water, some people just use water and that's like a warm water, that's fine. Um, It was interesting, I, I did a survey, I work with residents, so I asked them a lot of questions. Um, just from an education standpoint as well, because they're mostly women, um, mm-hmm. what do they use to wash their vaginas? So this seems like a very personal question, but we're obese. So, you know, we ask these type of questions. Yeah. Some people use their hands. Some people use a washcloth. Some people use a loofah. Um, so it was interesting because I know loofahs tend to Harbor bacteria, um, and uh, so you want to recycle those a lot more quickly than you would anything else. Um, some people change their washcloth every day. Um, or you can use your hands. Again, keep it simple. Mild soap. Um, if you choose to use a soap external, use it externally. Um, pat the area dry. If you feel like you have an infection or things are a little bit off, use cotton or bamboo moisture wicking underwear. I tell people, no underwear, sleep naked at night. Give your give your vagina a chance to breathe at night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, out.
1: Yes, exactly. It's been cradled all day. <laughs> um, other things that I've seen, um, which a lot of people don't recognize is that um when they do have a vaginal discharge, they'll often use panty liners. Um and that's that's a no-no. So I generally with a panty liner, what it does is it keeps that moisture up against the very sensitive, delicate skin. And so I've seen people actually develop yeast infections, kind of like a diaper rash, in the shape of a panty liner or where that vaginal discharge is because it's been there, you know, for prolonged periods of time. So if you do notice a vaginal discharge and everybody's discharge varies depending on, you know, the time of the month or whether you have an infection or not, I always keep an extra pair of underwear with me. Like I have underwear, like my work bag and my car, like <laughs> my daughter's always like, why do you have underwear with you all the time? I was like, you just never know what's going to happen. I was like, <laughs> you don't ever want to be caught with dirty underwear. Like,
0: <laughs> well, it's like, it's so funny because, you know, in my work, Food is the focus generally. And so right. I always have snacks with me and things like that. And right. <laughs> food in my car. And here we are talking about vaginal health with an OBGYN, and you have underwear. Underwear. <laughs> so, always. <laughs> you know, it's, kind of, it's kind of perfect for what you're doing in the world, but also exactly. it's a really reminder. I mean, you could have snacks and underwear with you. <laughs> I mean, there's no better balance, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I know we
1: talked about like just overall health. You know, if you have um, like diabetes, keeping your blood sugar well controlled so your overall health can affect your immune system as well. Um, so your immune system may not be working as well. Uh, bacteria and yeast thrive off of sugars, so keeping your blood sugars under control, but also if you have a medical condition that decreases your, the effectiveness of your immune system, you could be increased risk. So just maintaining overall health. Um, eating things with that are like fermented foods that have probiotics naturally, even prebiotics, which Um, So foods like avocado, honey, garlic, onions, those type of things, which are food for the probiotics to help continue to maintain that lactobacilli, so healthy gut, healthy vagina um, are good. Um, And then the, besides the probiotics, you can always take something over the counter. So boric acid, which I used to prescribe and you would have to get it um, at a compounding pharmacy. So, which was not an easy thing to find. So, a compounding pharmacy, for those who don't know, is you know they specifically make those medications in the pharmacy, and it would take a while. You'd have to find the pharmacy, and you know then get it and order it and come back, and it was kind of inconvenient. But now you know we have over the counter. We have what's it's called the killer. Um, yeah. And <laughs> saw that on the and
0: It's awesome, and I really, I really want to talk a little bit about the boric acid um, because it definitely seems like it adjusts the pH of the body yes. and of yes. the vaginal, vaginal, sorry, of the vaginal microbiome, and yeah. it has great reviews. So, will you tell me a little bit about boric acid? Like, what is it doing, and how does it work? Sure.
1: So it's. It's used so it's a weekly acidic powder that's placed in the um, you can either put it in a capsule or it can you can get it from the compounding pharmacy that comes in kind of like a kind of like a gel shape. It looks almost like a little torpedo or a little rocket that you can place inside the vagina. Either way, they're both placed inside the vagina. It is not ingested. Um and It restores the pH of the vagina. So some people will use it um, to treat yeast or bacterial vaginosis. Um, Some people will use as a preventive measure. So some people know if, when they, you know, are with their partner after oral sex or penetrative sex, it disturbs the pH balance and they don't feel right. They may use it um, more in that sense rather than a treatment. So that could be a preventive measure, but it's a great, it's been used for hundreds of years. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great way to just over the counter simply, you know, people who are in tune with their bodies know what's going on, know when they're a little bit off um, to treat and they can take it. There's a couple ways that you can t- take it, but it's a great alternative to some of your other medic antifungals or antibiotics that you may take. And sometimes they're used in conjunction
0: yeah. And you I believe with Love Wellness they have products that are designed just for this with the, the killer it's called. Yes but is that is it's a is a suppository, correct?
1: It's a capsule. So it's okay. a um capsule that is inserted inside vagina and that capsule dissolves. Um and so and then it just works. A lot of people will say it works within a couple of hours or overnight. Um, I usually, it's a little, it can be a little bit messy because you may have a little bit increase in discharge because of the boric acid doing its job um, mm-hmm. with minimal side effects. So some people may, um, I've never had a patient that's used boric acid suppositories when I was in private practice that had any like skin irritation or erythema or redness or um, any type of side effects. I've had, you know, positive reviews with people who have used it. They really, Are surprised how well it works.
0: Yeah. And it seems like it would almost be a good thing to have on hand because if you decide that you are feeling like there's any kind of symptom, it would be a really quick way to readjust the pH. Correct?
1: Absolutely. So I always have, I do not carry it around like my underwear, (laughs) but I do, (laughs) I do always have some on hand. Um, yes. So It's a good thing to have absolutely in your cabinet for those times when you're feeling a little bit off. Absolutely.
0: yeah, interesting. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, really about some of your favorite love wellness products and, um, you know, how you use them. And we kind of touched on a couple, but if we could kind of just maybe summarize what we've touched on and then whatever else we haven't touched on, because I know they have a lot of great products and yeah, their branding and their, uh, their whole mission seems to really be around bringing some ability for us to kind of pop that bubble of, you know, the taboo conversation around women's health, specifically vaginal health, which, you know, there's many people that even the word vagina is scary to say. Yeah, Um, yeah. And it's sometimes very scary to ask uh, for help around and obviously a conversation that is so important for women to be able to have and understand. So I really love their products and their branding and kind of how they've made it super accessible for people.
1: And I would just love
0: to know like what, you know, what kind of some of those products that are your favorites are and how they're used.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just to touch on that, you know, I have had a lot of patients on the Love Club, or you know, even just some of my friends. There's they would say, oh, "I feel so embarrassed to talk about this," and we've all experienced this. So it's not something that is should be you should be embarrassed or shame ashamed of. Um, and I think that's why um, we lack so much education as women about our own bodies because it is. Um, you know, the word vagina, vulva, clitoris, all of those things are like, you know, you say it in this hushed tone and, you know, it's very secretive and it shouldn't be like that. We we have no problems talking about male parts. Like <laughs> we should be no different, you know? Right. Um, and I think that even, you know, we get our sex education in fourth grade, but we just, I think at that age, you just don't understand the importance of, you know, reproductive health and vaginal health. It's a great way to start, but you know, that's, at least for me, that was it. Like I didn't, I don't remember getting a whole lot more sex sex education after that point. You know, you just kind of learn it from other friends or maybe your mother or aunt or whatever. Um, But clearly it's not, you know, adequate. You know, there was a study where about 50% of women weren't able to identify you know, the parts of the vagina and the vulva. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so starting with such basics there, you know, the cervix, yeah. the uterus, the tubes, ovaries, all of those things, we should we should be familiar with that. And so um, I'm hoping to, you know, this is why I love the love club is to hopefully educate women um, and to ask questions. And it's, it's eye-opening for me. I learned so much too, because I assume you know, that people know this because I, I know it. And, you know, I forget, not everybody knows, you know, mm-hmm. about ovulating the menstrual cycle. Yes, we all have one. We all have a vagina. Well, we don't all, but there are people who have a vagina and a vulva and all these body parts, but may not necessarily know everything we need to know about them.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: so the products that I really like are, I and I'll speak to ones that I I use on a regular basis. I use pH balance cleanser um, because there are a lot of harsh soaps out there. Um, I think, you know, as women, we like to smell good. And so you're always looking for that fragrance and, you know, of course it has dye in it. It may have, you know, some other things that may not necessarily be healthy for our vagina. So um, I like to keep it's simple. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use that. Um, and that will daughter.
0: stay with the right pH that we need. Correct. Correct. So it's Let's
1: actually called pH balance cleanser. So okay. um, it will make, help maintain a normal, healthy vaginal pH. Um, and then I take whole love, which is a multivitamin for mm-hmm. perimenopausal and menopausal women. Um, and that, you know, as you know, as a nutritionist, despite even having a perfect diet, um, we lack many vitamins, nutrients, those type of things. So this multivitamin will help replace those common, um, deficiencies that are found in a lot of Americans, um, with their yeah. diet. Um, the great thing Mainly about. Love. Uh, I love
0: names. They're fun. Yes, them. I know. Right. <laughs> And didn't you mention earlier before we hit record that you had a lot to do with the formulation of daily love?
1: Yes. So I I helped with the formulation of those. That was a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of research (laughs) went into that. Um, and I learned a lot about how to make pills and, you know, what fits into a pill and how big it is and yeah, all that scientific stuff. Um, But the great thing about whole love, so it contains milk basic protein, um, which I don't know, I don't think any other multivitamin contains. So it helps with bone formation and decrease bone loss, which is great because as we age, even as early as your thirties, you start to lose bone mass. Um, So that in addition with calcium and vitamin D will help maintain good bone health. And hopefully, you know, decrease your risk of osteopenia or osteoporosis, hip fractures, all those things that can be debil- debilitating as we get older. Um, it contains chasberry tree or vitex, which also helps with menopausal symptoms, black cohosh, Asian ginseng, um, and all those all those will help with um, hormone imbalances that you can see as you transition from approaching menopause to menopause. Um, Just a more natural way for those who don't want to, you know, dive into that um, hormone replacement therapy or estrogen replacement therapy. Um, And then what else do I take? Oh, and that also contains Um, Uh omega-3, omega-3s with that. So um, also good for anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, good um, heart health, brain health. Um, so I want all of that as I (laughs) get transition into (laughs) my menopausal years, um, and they all contain all the multivitamins there. So there's prenatal vitamins and, uh, daily love and, um, baby love. So, um, they all contain those omega threes, which are important. Um, and then I take sparkle fiber for gut health. Again, I think. I don't think people realize how important your gut health is and how much it affects your overall health. Um, again, we have such horrible diets, you know, um, I mean, I know I have my good days and my bad days, whether I'm stressed I'm at work, you know, you're on the run, you know, whatever your schedule, life gets in the way and just maintaining a, a good, um, a healthy gut is so important. It affects your, your, your moods, your immune system. I mean, the benefits of having a healthy gut are endless. Um, so I take Sparkle Fiber, I take Probiotics, so Good Girl Probiotics. Um, those are the ones I take regularly. So UTI don't think so has um, a, a, has PAC. So um, it helps prevent bacteria from adhering to the bladder and the urethra. So it decreases your risk of getting bladder infections, which is great for people who have um, bladder infections after intercourse or um, just have recurrent uh, bladder infections. You know, they're at risk for it, whether it's from diabetes or is hygiene or you know, whatever it is to puts you at risk. Um, it's a great preventative measure. Um, and then what's the other one? Oh, perfect condition vitamins. Sorry, I'm going off the top of my head. <laughs>
0: okay. Perfect condition.
1: Also, it's a great preventative um, supplement because it contains garlic. Um, it contains, um, which is anti-inflammatory um, and it contains vitamin C Um, which boosts your immune system has turmeric, which is also anti-inflammatory. So as a combination of things that will be good for someone who has recurrent or um, frequent yeast and bacterial vaginosis infections. And they may involve like kits, not they may, they do involve, they have kits. So if you're someone who, has this issue like with multiple infections or it would be good to just try it out for a couple of months to see if you, you know, start with those things like simplifying your hygiene routine, getting cotton underwear, um, you know, going to bed with, you know, letting your vagina air out at night and then taking these supplements and see a lot of people have had um, great results. If you check on Love's Club, a lot of women have tried their kits and have really been pleased with the results.
0: Yeah. There seems to be some very um, fun looking kits as well. And I mean fun because they come all together with this really great mission of keeping everybody healthy and balanced. But like I'm looking at the intimate kits and um, there's the vaginal health kit with even some wipes and those those may be something that people want to include in their um, carry bag. For Yes,
1: <laughs> I actually have the um, do-it-all wipes as well with my underwear.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, they seem like they would go together.
1: Yes, I can um, keep them in my pockets. You know, they're very mobile, so they're good to keep handy. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's just one of the things I love the most about our conversation and about company is that there's just this way that the, it's, it's allowing us to normalize this conversation and allowing us to kind of, even with the naming of some of the products and, um, you know, really getting deeper into the understanding of, you know, our, our overall health and how our vaginal health is just as important as many other aspects of our health. And Absolutely. We all know when we are out of balance and there's something not working, it's very overwhelming. I mean, it's very concerning, right? I mean, I'm sure you see right. this all the time with your patients. I mean, when we may not be thinking about these things when things are going well. But when yes. things are not going well and we have chronic UTIs or chronic yeast infections or chronic issues with, you know, feeling like there's some kind of scary discharge or what have you. Um, you know, it can really be all consuming and it's scary because we don't always understand what's going on. Just like there's many parts of our bodies we don't understand, but I do think this is one that we really don't give much airtime to in general. So it's, uh, it's really awesome to be able to have this conversation with you.
1: Agreed. Um, And then I think, you know, the more, you know, obviously then when you do call your provider, you're aware of like what things to say or things to ask um, and understand if you're not being heard or, you know, listened to, then, you know, you know how to approach, you know, your provider or doctor so that you do get the help that you need. Because that's sometimes a common theme um, from patients or even, you know, people in the community um, and love club is that sometimes they're just not heard. You know, they these are things that really do affect their overall health or how they feel. Um, And, you know, if you don't feel like you're getting the help that you need um, or the understanding that you need um, to kind of help yourself, then it can be a problem.
0: Yeah, so one thing I wanted to mention was that when you refer to the immune system, just for the listeners, you're also referring to the microbiomes, both the gut microbiome and the vaginal microbiome, because those technically are the immune system. And I exactly. just want to, to that because some people might not make that connection if they're not familiar yes. with those terms and that really the immune system of the body, the immune system of the, vagi- the vagina, the, and those microbiomes that we mentioned are very integral, you know, as part of the, um, of of the self-care that comes with wanting and tending to our immune system. Right.
1: If you have a healthy immune system, like you said, all of that lies in the gut and the vagina. So 80% of your immune system lies in your gut. You have a healthy gut. You're gonna solve so many of your, um, or many of your health issues. Um, And so that's so important and what we put in our body. I know when I don't eat well, I don't feel good. My gut doesn't feel good. Everything's off. You know, I'm tired. My brain is foggy. You know, everything's just, I just don't feel good. And so I think also learning about nutrition as well. You know, we don't really learn about that as much, um, in school either. And the importance of, um, reading labels and what foods Mm -hmm. are good for. And so, when you get on the love club, you know, there's so many things that they tell you um, what these foods are important for and why they're beneficial, which is so great. So, you know, adding walnuts to your salad or, you know, almonds or, you know, sunflower seeds or pumpkin seeds, you know, how to make a nutritious smoothie, you know, all of those things, a nice salad or you know, alternative ways to make foods that you love that are nutritious, but also benefiting you, um, not just in taste, but in health. And that's really important.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Well, I'm excited to share this conversation and also to share some of these amazing products that we really haven't, you know, they're not everywhere around They're They're kind of hidden. And I feel like love wellness and the work you're doing with them is so important to get this mission out into the world that there is a way to really learn how to take care of ourselves and to really learn how to take care of our our vaginal health as well in the process and to do it in a way that is, um, you know, user friendly for lack of a better term.
1: Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, that's true. And it, and you may just start small, you know, it's, it can be overwhelming all the information that's out there. Um, I know I've seen people and they're all, you know, I get questions or, you know, comments. I see like 24, seven, you know, people are up at like two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I'll answer at two o'clock in the morning or, you know, whatever, if I'm up. Um, so people are reading, people are trying to learn. And I love that because, um, it can be overwhelming. It's like, where do you start? Um, but it really just starts with knowledge and then making small steps, small changes in, you know, diet, lifestyle, self-care, all of that.
0: Mm. Great. Well, I really appreciate you bringing some insight to, um, to this topic today and being here on the podcast. And I can't wait to publish this episode because I know there's going to be so many people ready, ready for it. And, you know, curious and just wanting to expand that part of their knowledge about their own body, which is such a great gift to give ourselves. So
1: thank Agreed. you so much
0: for taking the time today. It's great to thank meet you. you for... Really great to just hear this different side of, of health and wellness for women.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. I mean, it's great when people, um, kind of discover love wellness and what they have to offer and just, again, talk about it and put it out there and reach your audience and other audiences. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me on satiate today. I want to send you wholehearted health and happiness on your journey and I hope that we can be together again soon. Take good care.